This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Justin, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. Both on and off the field, here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome to Utopia. John, I don't know how closely you follow the various power rankings that come out on Tuesday morning of the league, if you if, if you buy into those at all. I, I think they're fun to look at, you know. Um, there's five that I look at each Tuesday morning. They all come out around 8 in the morning. ESPN, uh, SI.com. CBSSports.com, NFL.com, and The Athletic. The one, the, the lowest they were in any of those five power rankings this morning was 20th. They were 20th on ESPN. They were 20th on SI.com. The, the last two years, I can't name a time where they've been higher than 28th. Like literally a single week where they've been higher than 28th. The lowest they are this week is 20th. The highest they are is on CBSSports.com. That's Pete Prisco who does those. And they are 12th. On the CBSSports.com power rankings, 12th, 12th best team in the NFL. That's exciting. Here's what's even more exciting. And I understand these are purely subjective power rankings, but I think there's something to this. It's really just another way to frame something that we've been talking about for the last few weeks, which is their schedule is super beneficial to a Cinderella year right now. They're 12th, John, of the 11 teams in front of them in the CBSSports.com power rankings. They play one the rest of the year, one. And it's Tampa Bay, who's 10th at home. So the top nine teams in the power rankings right now, they either have played already because one of them's Baltimore. The other eight, they don't play. And I I don't have it in front of me, but I'm sure it's some permutation of Buffalo, Kansas City, Miami, um, obviously Baltimore in there. Seattle's probably up there. Philadelphia, Dallas, Detroit, like they, and, and I'm San Francisco. There's nine right there. I bet those are the nine that are ahead of Tampa Bay right now. They they don't play any powerhouses the rest of the year, John. Like you can you can make a very easy case that the Texans can win. They won't, but they can win the rest of these. In, in each of these games, you can make a case for them winning any of these games the rest of the way. As someone who did power rankings for more than forty years, I'm so glad I don't do them anymore. I hated doing those things because I didn't mean Jack. And uh, the one that I look first every week, Pro Football Talk. Mike Florio has not been a Texans fan. He's been 
really hard on him. He hasn't rated higher than any of those that you just mentioned. He has Where's he got him? number 11. Okay. And Pete Briscoe would have them highest because he loves the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. That's who he covered. And the way they just pummeled the Jaguars, I can see Pete giving them more respect on CBS.com than he did uh, the other teams. But it also shows what a great job D'Amico Ryans and yeah. his coaches are doing. Yeah, that's a big thing. Jacksonville 13th on Prisco's uh, power rankings, by the way. Um, so, look, the, the bottom line is, John, times are good, and C.J. Stroud is a big reason for that. I think the other thing, too, the Texans opened as a somewhere around a three-point underdog against Atlanta um, on Sunday evening. Uh, last I looked this morning, it was down to one point. Texans might be favored by the time that game kicks off. John, Atlanta – Mike, uh, Mike Smith, God, Arthur Smith, wrong Atlanta coach. Um, Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith had to confirm yesterday in the media that Desmond Ritter is still the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. If you're the Texans right now, the way CJ Stroud's playing and the way the defense is playing, I don't care that the game's on the road. If you're going against a team where the coach has to confirm who the starting quarterback is this coming weekend, you got to win that game, man. You got to go to Atlanta and take care of business. They started 2-0 and primarily because of the way they ran the ball. Now they have lost the last two. Ritter was terrible against the Jaguars. And people are already talking about what quarterback can they get in the draft next year. They're saying they need to play Taylor Heineke because at least he's won some NFL games. Bijan Robinson is playing great. He's only had one mediocre game. And that was because they didn't get him the ball. So one thing we know when they play the Texans, they're going to run it. And they're going to run it a lot, and they're going to run it with different backs, and they're going to throw the ball a lot to the backs, primarily Robinson, who lined up wide receiver, lined up in the slot, and lined up in the backfield against the Jaguars, played well, caught the ball well, but they still got pounded. Yeah, that's not a good football team. It's a really bad offensive team. I feel bad for for Bijan. Um, all right, John. So that's kind of where we are heading into the week. I guess we'll keep an eye on the injury report tomorrow. D'Amico was asked about Titus Howard and Juice Scruggs, the offensive linemen who are eligible to come off the injured reserve list this week. Um, there's no injury report that comes out until tomorrow. So there's nothing the Texans have to do right now uh, with either of those guys. But I, it seems like at the very least with Titus, it looks like, John, the smoke appears to be blowing towards Titus coming back this week. Yeah, Titus and Tunsil are back. Scrubs, I'm assuming he's going to be practicing. I asked D'Amico if Jared Patterson would be in the running for guard when Scruggs comes back. And he doesn't like to reveal any in, more information than we can squeeze out of him. But he said, you know, he'd been playing guard ever since he got here. Yeah, and That tells me Patterson is in the running to play left guard. He's played very well at center. Scruggs was the center. So I'm guessing the offensive line could be Tonso, Patterson, uh, Scruggs, Shaq Mason, and then Titus Howard. Okay. And based on what we saw on Sunday, Tonso, Howard, and Scruggs, they got some big shoes to fill. <laughs> well, you hate to be – you hate – that's the biggest thing, John. When you have to follow Austin Deculus and you're Laramie Tunsil, that's a lot of pressure, man. Deculus played pretty well <laughs> rotating with he did, he did. Christian. All those offensive feel bad linemen. for you make, making me do that, John, making me crack that joke. When I went back and watched it, uh, there were a lot of times where – a few times where they took on their guy head up. And, of course, they, they featured trying to stop T.J. Watt, and they did. 
one hit on a quarterback, two tackles, magnificent job. And sometimes you had George Fant taking him head up, kept a back end to chip or kept the tight end over there. And Alex Highsmith, he is going up against Deculus. He's going up against Christian. Overall, the line. And they were down to their fourth left guard when Kendrick Green went down and Jimmy Morrissey had to play. Mm-hmm. So that's third left tackle, fourth left guard, third center, third right tackle, and then, of course, Shaq Mason. But uh, those guys, they can't wait to get the starters back. But the fact is the offensive line has played an instrumental role in these last two blowout victories. Yeah, that we we just robbed from the mailbag there, John. Uh, you didn't know. It's okay. Um, yeah, but Liam in Midtown actually asked that question. We're going to get to general news and notes in a second. But, yeah, he says, with everyone healthy, who are the five best offensive linemen for the Texans? Is there a way to get that combo on the field? It sounds like you think that's the combo, John. Those are the five best, the two rookies and the three highly paid vets right now. Maybe they don't feel that way. Maybe they'd rather have a veteran at left guard like – Josh Jones, who didn't look very good when he played there. He had five penalties in the first three games, and then he missed the last one. I don't even know when he's coming back and he'll be healthy, but it wouldn't bother me if they played Patterson at left guard. Now, he's had some help at center, but sometimes he had to block the nose tackle straight up, and uh, I think that um, he he can help out Scruggs when they need it, but he's gotten a lot of valuable experience. So he's going to get better. You know, Josh Jones in his third season, he's played right tackle. That is his primary position. He got a cup of coffee there here, but he's had to play left guard and left tackle. And I'd like to see what he could do if he played his normal position all the time. But uh, I'm guessing, you know, they may want to go with experience. But right now, this rookie class has been tremendous. It's been tremendous. And and that's why. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's why I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. But the more we list all these randos at left guard that seem to be okay, the more angry I get that they use the 15th overall pick on. Uh, sorry, my headphones fell out here. On Kenyon Green. On Kenyon Green. Yeah, on Kenyon. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Kenyon Green with the 15th overall pick. Yeah. And and another thing, I can't remember if we talked about this last week, but it bears repeating. In 2006, Charlie Cashley was in his last draft. He had already announced he was leaving to try to get a job in a newly created job in the NFL front office that ultimately went to agent Ray Robinson. So uh, he worked with Gary Kubiak, first-time coach, and that draft is the best draft in franchise history, bar none. And afterwards, Cashley talked about what a great job Kubiak did scouting, how much interest he took in every round. And it was the best job he'd ever had working with a head coach. And I was like, whoa, 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 what about Joe Gibbs? He won three Super Bowls. He said, well, Joe was great, but he was interested in the first couple of picks. Mm. And Gary was interested top to bottom. Okay, now, they could have just had their greatest draft in history, second greatest, time will tell, at worst. And what's the difference? D'Amico Ryans is here working with Nick Casario. And Nick has final say on personnel. But when a head coach tells a a general manager 
I'd want this guy. I believe he fits in the system, and the general manager's going to take him. And then if he general manager's not going to tell him, okay, if you don't like this guy, I'm taking him anyway, he doesn't ever have to play him if he doesn't want to. So it looks like D'Amico's influence with Nick Casario and the way Nick Casario was flexible, as good general managers are, has given this team a draft class that could be the best in team history. Well, if they, if they find their quarterback and there's four other guys who are starters, then this is <clears throat> then as far ahead as that 2006 class has been that ironically included D'Amico Ryans as a player. It's that much further ahead of even that class if C.J. Stroud is. If it's C.J. Stroud and like five other guys that are contributors, holy smokes, John. That's yeah, you're you're absolutely right. All right, 